Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to SPE Live, Leadership Development Impact's Career Transition and Progression. The audio from this episode was previously recorded on October 11th, 2023. And now your moderator, Patricia Carreras. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this SPE Live session, Leadership Development Impact's Career Transition and Progression. My name is Patricia Carreras, and I am the general director of the consulting company Blue Moon Strategies. I am also the SPE Diversity and Inclusion Chair for 2022-2023. For organization purposes, this SPE Live will last 30 minutes, and we encourage you to please ask questions during this program. And now it is my pleasure to introduce our speakers. Shri Vikas is the manager of marketed, market intelligence and business analyst at ConocoPhillips, where he leads a diverse team responsible for developing corporate perspectives on E&P markets, pricing and costing of all field goods and services, supply chain analytics, and OFS, all field services sector developments. In addition, Vikas previously served as the president of the United States Association for Energy Economics and as the chair of the external advisory board at Penn State University, where he spearheaded the development of an online education portfolio that integrated multiple energy-related programs, benefiting industry professionals considering career transitions to economics, management, data analytics, and system optimization fields. Vikas is set to assume the position of vice chair, chair elect for the management technical section of SPE during the 2023-2024 term. Now is my pleasure to introduce the other speaker, Shini Pardieu, who is a technical writer at Occidental Petroleum where she teaches a technical writing class. After earning a bachelor's in chemistry at the State University of New York at Albany, she worked in the Texaco Research Labs as a chemist for nine years and as a librarian for four years. She then became senior technology editor for Hearts EMP magazine and later launched the award-winning upstream technology magazine. As a distinguished member of the Society of Petroleum Engineers, Shini currently serves on the SPE Business and Leadership Committee and the SPE Distinguished Lecture Committee. Shini also serves on the University of Houston Petroleum Engineering Advisory Board and on the board of the Houston Community College Foundation. She and Jeannie, welcome to this SPE Live. So happy to have you here. Absolutely. So good to see you, Patricia, Jeannie. Good to be here. Thank you. So let's start with this program. And I will ask to ask she, we are going to talk about leadership, right? Leadership training, the importance of leadership training. Then what is leadership in your own words? All right. Uh, Let me start, uh, Patricia, Uh, for me. Leadership is a set of behaviors. It's not a position in my view, and it's the ability to be part of the change. 
It's about serving as a catalyst to implement change by creating and communicating a vision. All right. And a few more things that, that I think about when leadership uh, comes to my mind. Leadership is not always about being in charge of others. Okay. Rather, it's about three things. Leading yourself, leading self. Second, leading others. And third, leading the business. Learn. You are frozen. All right. Leading self means three things. Taking accountability, driving performance, and making decisions. Leading others means communicating effectively, empowering others, partner collaboratively, and building teams and talent. Leading others also means that individuals should have the ability to manage anxiety of others around you. And finally, leading the business means three things. First, think strategically, demonstrating financial and, and commercial acumen, and leading change. I have a strong conviction that leaders don't create fathers, followers. They create more leadership, more leaders. They create more leaders. And you'll find component of these leadership competencies in a newly launched SP leadership training program that you'll hear later about. So overall, it's a very important piece. It's really important for everybody in, in our ENP industry to be a leader, either leading yourself, leading others, or leading business. That's what I have to say, Patricia. Thank you so much for those inspiring words. I really like one word, collaboration, right? We always need collaboration to get things done. Exactly. Shini, what are your thoughts about leadership? Well, first, I agree with Sri that leadership is not a position of authority, right? It's, uh, it's rather it's having influence over other people or groups of people, right? It's the human-to-human -human contact that makes people want to follow you, to uh, walk in your footsteps, to see you as a role model, right? Um, I recommend this book, Everyday People, Extraordinary Leadership, and it's by James Cousins and Barry Posner. It's a, it's a good book for those who, even if you're a, a, an individual contributor, you can still have a lot of leadership characteristics, right? And so, According to them, leaders, leadership is a, is a trusted relationship, a trusted relationship. Leaders model the way, inspire a shared vision, challenge the process, enable people, and encourage people. These are very people-centric skills, right? And such courses are not really offered in petroleum engineering curricula in, in the universities, right? So SBE's leadership training courses are gonna be a great way for members to learn and practice and acquire these skills. Thank you so much, Shini. I really like that you recommended to read a book, right? It's the only way, reading books, attending training in which we can learn, at least that's my personal opinion. <laughs> now let's talk about an important skill from leaders, one that we are exercising at this moment, communication skills. 
What are they important for career progression, Ginny? Well, if leadership is a relationship thing, everybody knows better communication yields better relationships, right? And so um, these communication skills are vital. Your boss doesn't read your mind. He doesn't know what you're doing all the time. So you have to tell him or her uh, what you've accomplished on a regular basis, whether that's uh, stopping by the office for a chat, uh, writing a weekly report of your progress, doing a PowerPoint presentation, or at the end of the year, you know, documenting uh, how you achieved and exceeded the goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year. So again, you've got speaking and writing and documenting and presentation skills. The, these are not usually a part of the undergraduate curriculum at our universities if you're in a petroleum engineering program. But the more you practice these skills, the better you're going to get, of course. And so um, one of the first things that I tell attendees of my oil patch writing class is the top 20% in writing ability, the top quintile, if you will, make three times the salary of the bottom quintile, the bottom 20% in writing ability. Ka-ching! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shini. Three, your own uh, thoughts about communication. So in a long time back uh, at my company, I worked for ConocoPhillips, um, one of the pretty senior person came to me and, and asked me, tell me, Sri, as a leader, what do leaders do? And I was just going around the bushes. I was talking about all, you know, they set visions, they do this, they, they uh, encourage people, they collaborate. What he said, as a leader, you communicate. That's the only thing that you do. You communicate your vision. You communicate to be part of the process. You communicate what is going right. You communicate how people can be brought together. So it's all about communication, right? Good communication skills will enable you to convey your values, work well with others, and also adapt changes adapt to changes, demand, and changing priorities of the oil and gas industry, which all of us are facing. So good communication skill is going to be very, very critical. If leaders do not communicate their priorities clearly, then people around them will not have much idea what their own priority should be. And if that happens, time, energy, and the capital gets wasted. And you don't want to do that, right? So it serves as a positive force that inspires and empowers others to achieve collective kind of a success. And you will find that, um, uh, that in the, in the, in the SP leadership uh, training program that, that being launched in ATCE, communicate as a leader is gonna be very, very important module. How do we communicate? So that's what I have to say on, on, from my standpoint, what communication is and why it's important for career progression. Excellent. Thank you. Please uh, remember that, right? Communication is not only about talking, but it's also about how you communicate with presentations, PowerPoint, yeah. etc. You really need to become an expert, I would say, because it is very easy to be an expert on uh, PowerPoint presentations, but many people do not have that skill. Yeah. Now let's talk more about numbers and finance and economics. So I would like to ask Shri uh, at this uh, opportunity, what do you, do you think is the impact for a leader to know about finance and economics 
for EMP projects, exploration and production projects, for example. Yeah, that's very, I mean, this is, this is a topic which is very close to my heart, okay? Understanding finance and economics is absolutely important if you want to rise up in your career, progress in your career, and also able to understand the dollar and cents, right? It will help you get, understand or bridge the gap that I have mostly seen in technical professions, professionals who are not, unable to kind of uh, explain a compelling reason for change. Why what we, what we do matter? Why now? What is the bottom line impact, et cetera? So you need to really understand the concepts. The financial leadership or financial concept training that you will have in the SP technical course, SP leadership program, that help you understand the financial and quantitative indicators, market environment, et cetera, and how that impact your business. You know, if you understand finance and economics, you will be able to analyze stakeholder needs global, political, and market trends to understand how they shape the future and impact your business results. You'll be able to prepare realistic budget estimates, not cost, staff, etc. right? So staffing cost and other needed resources that are needed. And you'll be able to understand the financial reports, analyze what it means, identify and evaluate strategic priorities for your business, for your team, etc. And finally, you will be able to deliver compelling messages to internal as well as external stakeholders about financial performance, future expectation, and the rationale for change. Again, this again comes back to communication skills important, but equally important is finance and economic skills because they go hand in hand together in order to be really uh, uh, impactful in your your value delivery, et cetera. So that's what I have to say about the importance of finance and economics on ENP uh, projects, Patricia. Thank you so much. Jeannie, your turn. Well, you can have the best technical idea in the world, but if it's too expensive and it won't pay for itself in the long run, the management's never gonna approve you doing it, right? And so um, it's not only managers that have to have the, this financial acumen, it's even, uh, even engineers and, and geoscientists, they have to understand that uh, profits and shareholder returns, this is why we're in business. And uh, the university curricula generally focus on the scientific and, and, and technology aspects of, of what we're doing in our industry. And so SVE needs to fill in those blanks to offer trans to offer training on the financial and economic aspects from the macro global scale of, of the economy down to the micro scale of optimizing each engineering solution so as to be profitable. Um, sometimes you just have to sacrifice the better technology for the good enough technology simply because it makes economic sense to do so. And having these financial skills will really help SPE members climb the corporate ladder. Thank you, Shini. Thank you so much. Now let's talk about sustainability. But before doing that, I would like to encourage the audience to please submit your questions through the chat. The speakers will be glad to answer your questions. And these provide an active participation in what is being said. 
So, Ginny, sustainability. You know, we have heard a lot about sustainability during the last years. Is uh, We consider it is extremely important. So, can you say, share with us why leaders need to be knowledgeable about sustainability? Well, Patricia, if we want our oil and gas industry to be sustainable, and, and truly that has come into question as of late, uh, we, we need to take the bull by the horns and make it sustainable through technology, which is what engineers are, are really good at in the first place, right? But we have to start by knowing what the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, are, and we have to work diligently to achieve them in every single aspect of our business. Here, here's some examples. We got uh, goal number eight, decent work and economic go growth. Uh, company leaders have to ensure high levels of uh, local content in their contracts when they're planning projects in developing countries, when they're training local community members and giving them high paying jobs. Uh, they're purchasing materials and supplies from local suppliers, local firms to grow the economy there. And then we've got the goal number two, zero hunger. The natural gas our industry produces is made into fertilizer to grow bigger and better crops to feed people all around the world. Then we've got uh, goal number 14, life below water. We've got a rigs to reefs program that was featured by one of our SPE distinguished lecturers. And this tackles decommissioning in a very cost-effective way by using the substructure of offshore platforms to support aquatic life and fisheries. Uh, and of course, there's goal number seven, affordable and clean energy, right? Our energy is all about using technology and innovation to make our operations safer, cleaner, better, cheaper, uh, more efficient with less environmental impact. And so, for example, we're reducing or eliminating flaring to reduce methane emissions. And we're using direct air capture for sequestering uh, CO2, pulling it out of the air and injecting it in, in under the ground to reduce our carbon footprint. And this has the potential to for net zero oil. What a concept, right? And so this is these steps are going to ensure that society has the energy resources it needs while meeting the Paris Agreement goals. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for mentioning that. And I would say that knowing about the sustainable development goals from the United Nations is absolutely mandatory these days. I even would say, please know about them by memory and not obviously only the names, but what they mean, right? They are concepts, extremely important. Three, your comments about sustainability. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, you know, Jeannie, you uh, eloquently covered the topic. I'll, I'll just uh, add my few few words on that is, whenever words sustainability come to mind, I think about sustainable energy, okay? And I don't think about energy trilemma. I think about hierarchy of needs. You need to first have energy available. Then it has to be affordable. Then it has to be sustainable. Right, we have eight billion people in the world. We can't just think about one billion people. There are seven billion people who are energy poor. Right, so how do we make sure we are sustainably creating, sustainably creating energy for everybody? Right. So, and then we, we all realize energy industry and our, especially oil and gas industry, is changing, and SP professionals need to be part of this change. So, being well informed about all the things what what Jeannie talked about. Sustainability is not only the right thing to do, 
but also a strategic necessity in today's rapidly changing energy and business landscape. So that's what I have to say on sustainability, uh, Patricia. Thank you so much, Fri. Uh, I will continue with you. And uh, now I am curious to know about collaboration because a leader does not act alone. What are the current trends on a stakeholder engagement for sustainable subsurface engineering? And if you can provide some examples so to enlighten our audience about this, that would be great. Perfect. So a leader does not act alone. That's absolutely correct. We talked about it, you know, throughout the last 20 minutes or so, right? So in my view, stakeholder engagement in sustainable subsurface engineering is critical component of responsible resource development and environmental protection. So stakeholders can be anybody. Stakeholder can be your own peer. Stakeholder can be external people. Stakeholder can be your management. Stakeholders could be your local school and, and others, right? So it's absolutely critical to engage, to talk about where you are coming from and what are you doing, how you are playing your part in sustainable subsurface engineering, okay? So that's important. You'll find in, in the, uh, the SP uh, leadership development training the two separate modules on, on stakeholder management and, and how how we can do that. There are two hour introductory course, there's a deep dive, etc. That's very, very important. And SP is taking it very, very seriously. How do we make sure the stakeholder engagement is done in the right way? And, and, and everybody understands where the oil and gas industry is coming from and what role we can play in sustainable subsurface engineering. So that's important. Um, personally for me, uh, there have been several examples in which people uh, didn't quite understand how the oil and gas industry can play part of the sustainable subsurface engineering. Uh, people who, who did not know the industry. And for me, personally, I feel, if, I feel you need to en know energy to change it, right? So I explained about energy industry, why it's needed, where it's going, what part oil and gas plays in there, and we need to be sustainable uh, and we need to play our part. So that's what I have to say. In my view, finally, I have to say effective stakeholder engagement helps in our license to operate anywhere. Thank, Thank you. a stakeholder engagement. Well, historically, the oil and gas industry has always held its information very close to the vest. You know, they didn't want people drilling nearby and uh, wildcatters kept all the information on the down low. But uh, that may have served our industry well in the past, but today it, it's just not going to cut it. Um, the culture of not sharing information with the public it just doesn't work anymore. So if we want to maintain our license to operate, like she's like uh, Shri said, we want to continue to have lease sales on public lands. If we want to be able to get banks to finance our and investors to finance future oil and gas projects, we're going to have to open up. We're going to have to communicate clearly and simply so that the public understands exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh, we got to communicate compellingly with regulators, legislators, and the public so they know what we're trying to do. And we're trying to do it safely. We consider ourselves to be environmentalists. After all, we love this planet too. Um, but tip, the typical engineering skills 
that we've had in the past, there's, they're going to continue to be used for sustainable energy, for uh, carbon capture and sequestration, for geothermal, for hydrogen, for offshore wind even. And so uh, we're going to continue to have uh, petroleum engineering and need their skills. Um, the trouble is the they don't communicate very often with the public unless they have, you know, downstream gas stations. Um, there, there's not a lot of contact with the public to let them know. But in order to teach the public, first, we have to teach ourselves the technology of, with SPE's help, of course. And then we need to boost our communication skills, our collaboration skills, our financial acumen, our leadership competencies, and our sustainability expertise uh, in order to engage all these various stakeholders and bring them all to the table and, and then if we have the investors, the regulators, the lawmakers, the public, if everybody's at the table with us, we can collaborate with them uh, so that we're all on the same page when it comes to providing the energy that the world needs while protecting our precious planet Earth. And so um, SPE has an important role in doing this, uh, in providing these leadership skills for this important work. And that's why we're launching the SPE Leadership Development Training Program. And this is going to prepare SPE members for success in the future during this energy transition. Thank you, Shini. Thank you for your support to the petroleum engineering career. Careers evolve as the world evolves, right? And we know that we are going to play and we are playing an important role in what is happening in the world regarding sustainability, climate change, so to wrap up this conversation, and as the training program was mentioned in more than one occasion, I would like to ask Shri if he can please share the components of the program with us. Absolutely, Patricia, I would love to do that. Uh, if you can go to the slide, I absolutely perfect. So uh, SP has, has, uh, has risen to the occasion. And uh, we have worked, this has been really a, a, a splendid work for last, I think, about two years for many leaders who have worked on SP Leadership Development Program. And what, it, what you're seeing on the screen is a high-level component, a high-level description of the components that, uh, uh, that are part of that SP Leadership Development Program. We talked about it in the first dot bullet on the left side. We talked about all of those during our 25 minutes, right? We talked about communicating well with peers, supervisors, the teams, understanding financial aspects of the project, knowledge of sustainability and energy transitions are absolutely important for leadership, right? And, and then there are four components to that on the right side. Communicate as a leader. That will be about 20 hours of modules, online modules. Financial fundamentals, about 15 hours sustainable leadership, about 15 hours. And then there's a deep dive in which uh, SP members can deep dive into various soft skill training. They can have deep dive on communication skills. They can deep dive on financial skills. They can deep dive on, on sustainable leadership. A plug that I would put to, to, together is the, is the SPE event, ATC event, which is happening next week. There is a session in the SPE pavilion in which we'll discuss more about uh, about this program. So please come over, join us, and we can talk more about it and answer any of your questions you have. Thank you, Sri. Yes, I can only emphasize about if you are interested on improving your leadership skills and you are going to the ATC, please plan to attend this session, 
that will be held on October 17 between 2 and 2.20 p.m. Okay, so I have some questions from the audience that I would like to address uh, to Shini. What are your ideas on how we can support SPE members for upscaling their professional skills like communication and business acumen? Well, I, I highly recommend our new training development course that uh, we're fixing to launch. That, that of course, is a, is a good way. And uh, it, it, would be, it would also be good to have SPE members serve on industry advisory boards for universities to make sure that these kinds of important skills are being addressed in their curricula. Um, for instance, I serve on the University of Houston Petroleum Engineering Department Advisory Board, and uh, I, I tried to make sure that we have, you know, team building and, and some of these soft skills are worked into the curriculum because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, petroleum engineers are people and they have to have people skills uh, when they work in our industry and and the better their soft skills are the better their uh, financial acumen is the better their uh, communication skills are the faster they're going to rise up the corporate ladder the more successful they're going to be and the more successful their companies are going to be Okay, so you think, Shini, that SPE members can influence, influence the universities to incorporate these items on the curriculum? That's right. That's right. You, you have to make sure that uh, the curricula are, um, are up to date on sustainability issues, number one. And you also have to make sure that uh, the soft skills are being practiced in their classrooms using uh, team-based projects, for example, um, and, and do those kinds of things that they're developing these skills along with their technical knowledge. Thank you so much. Any other commentary? We are uh, closing in a minute. Uh, I think so. Jeannie summed it up absolutely perfectly. We need those projects. We need to have communication skills built right from the start so that when they come to the business, they work in the industry, they can bring those skills to, to, to play. Uh, and it's absolutely going to be incredible if you can do that. So nothing else to add. This is just perfect the way she, she summed it up. Thank you so much. Then I would like to thank both speakers, Jeannie and Shri, for being here. What a productive half an hour. And also our audience for attending and for your questions. Thank With you. this, we are wrapping up this session. Thank you so much to everyone. See you thank next you. time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the SPE Live podcast. For more content, visit the SPE Energy Stream, the industry's digital pulse at streaming.spe.org. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and review. Join us next time on the SPE Live podcast.